Hello and welcome. This is Gartkosh and Glenboig Parish Church's service for Sunday the 2nd of August. I'm Dave Slater and I'm delighted we can join in worship together. As ever, links for downloading the order and notices are in the descriptions on Facebook and Podbean. If you're listening back later on our telephone service and you're generally unable to get a copy of them, let me know and I'll see what I can arrange. Notices are printed at the end of the order of service and there are no Facebook Lives this week or next weekend again. We resume with Wednesday Prayer and Praise a week on Wednesday, that's the 12th of August. The Psalmist writes, God is all mercy and grace, not quick to anger, is rich in love. God is good to one and all. Everything he does is suffused with grace. So let us worship God with our first song, When Morning Gilds the Skies. i 
Dear Lord, we join together, virtually listening at different times, yet recognising we are part of the people of God. And we ask you to give ear to our prayers, to listen to our cries and pleas. We know that you are the one who justifies and makes right. You are the one who sees all truth. And when we look at ourselves, we see sometimes those whose hearts need cleansed, whose lips have been known to share deceit or gossip, who have done wrong or failed to do right when given the opportunity. Keep us from these ways of those who do wrong. Forgive us for our faults and failings. Keep us on your right paths, though they may be narrow and rarely trod. For you are a merciful and forgiving God. You are the one who will answer, who hides us in the shadow of your wings, who grants refuge from our foes. Hold us in your right hand and keep us as the apple of your eye. For we want to live as those who are righteous. We want to see your face. Grant us that image of your likeness when we awake. Hear our prayers as we speak according to the pattern that Jesus taught his friends. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. In our ongoing collection for Copebridge Food Bank, a further 15 bags of groceries were donated over the past couple of weeks. So we're now at 134 bags in the last three months, I think it is. As ever, many thanks for these. And although shielding is paused, unfortunately, unemployment is a big and growing issue and the need is very much still there. So if you're able to, please do donate. Remember, you can leave them in bags at the gate of 102 Loch End Road, Gartkosh, or let us know. We can always arrange pick-up if you have something at home that you'd like to put in. As previously mentioned, if you give by weekly free will offering envelopes and wish to hand these in, they can be delivered to Annette for Gartkosh or Gordon for Glenboig, or again, contact us if you want them to be collected. We also recognise that many will have different financial situations compared to pre-lockdown or your situation may change over this time. And we reassure you, church is here for everyone, no matter what your situation. If you wish further information, you can read this in the notices. And again, if there's anyone who wants to find out about becoming a church member, let me know so we can arrange some online preparation classes or eventually perhaps we can hold them in person albeit distanced. Birthdays over the next couple of weeks, or indeed one or two may have just passed. Reverend Tom Nelson, formerly of this parish, we might say. Happy birthday, Tom. Elaine Ferguson, Linda McLean, June McLean, all around this time. Eleanor Naismith and Anna Tate, a former member in Glenboy. So happy birthday to you all. 
fact, uh, might point out that though our hymns are often recorded in Gartkosh and uh, our spoken parts uh, very often recorded either in Gartkosh Church or in the Manse, depending on circumstances, these parts today, the spoken parts of the service, are recorded in Glenvoig Church. As always, please continue to keep family and friends of all those you know who've passed away uh, in your prayers, as well as those who are ill and in hospital. And do let me know if there is anyone that has been in hospital, uh, as I don't always get to hear about it. Our reading comes from Jamie Stewart's A Glasgow Bible, Jesus Feeds the 5,000. It's four years ago this week that Jamie passed away at the age of 95. And so this is a small tribute and mark of thankfulness for his life and faith and ministry through his writings and performance. If you wish to read it, you can look up Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 to 21, or you will see it in the order of service. Jesus feeds the 5,000. One day, the wee band of helpers that Jesus had picked out was reporting back to him about all their preaching ploys. Then, said Jesus, I can see you're tired, so we'll start out in the boat and get away from the crowd for a wee bit. We could add a a rest. And so they set off across the loch. But guess what? On landing, they found the hail shoreline mobbed with folk, all desperate to hear mere sermons. Jesus was hurt sorry for them and started once again with his teaching. As the day wears on, Jesus' disciples say to him, It's getting on, boss. You'd better send them after the nearest tune. They'll all be getting famished. Not at all, says Jesus. You give them something to eat. Ach, away with you, maester, the disciples got. We all that lot out there, it would cost us a small fortune. But Andy speaks up. Listen, don't laugh, will you? But there's a wee boy here who's willing to perk with his peace. It's no a lot, mind. Five rolls and a couple of fish. Jesus told them all to sit down on the grass. He took the rolls and the fish, and raising his heed to the heavens, he said the blessing. Nobody could ever quite understand just exactly what happened next. But the hail crowd were gaining enough food to eat till they were all full. The rolls and fish were broken and every one of them got their fair share. More than that, afterwards they gathered up near 12 baskets of the leftovers. Would you credit this? There was our 5,000 men, women and wains taking part in this huge meal. Fair astonishing, so it was. This is one of the best-known miracles of Jesus and best attested being reported in all four Gospel accounts, not to mention a second feeding of a multitude, 4,000 this time, recorded in Matthew and Mark. And I don't know what your immediate response is when hearing that story. If you've never heard it before, you probably think, aye, right. If you've grown up in church, maybe you've always known this story and never stopped to think about it. He might even try to explain it away. Oh, well, if one boy brought his pat lunch, maybe lots of people did, and they just shared out among their friends. And yet, if we believe in a God who is powerful enough to create the world, a God who can raise the dead, raise his own son, why should we imagine that a multiplication of food or any other miracle would be any trouble? It's not like there wasn't already a history of miraculous food provision, as we read earlier in the Bible the manna and quail that were given for the Israelites in the desert, 
or the miracle of Elijah and the widow of Zarephath where her last amounts of oil and flour did not run out. Also, if there were 5,000 men there, perhaps many more people, including the women and the children, it's very likely that had there not been an actual miracle, some would immediately spread the story. Well, actually we had plenty of food with us as we'd planned ahead, so I'm not sure if it really was miraculous. But there are no reports of that. So many would have witnessed the fact that there was little food that ended up being more than enough for so many. As an aside, it's also great to see that the disciples did a big tidy up afterwards. Twelve basketfuls of broken pieces left over rather than leaving out all this waste. But I think one of the most important themes that I take from this story is compassion. Or that great phrase of Jamie Stewart's that Jesus was hurt sorry for them. And apologies to all those who can actually speak the Glasgow dialect better than I can. Jesus, if we look back to the early part of chapter 14 in Matthew, is in grief after the execution of his cousin John, John the Baptist. And he's withdrawn by boat to a solitary place. But the crowds get to hear of it and come to where he was heading. So when he lands, he sees the large crowd. He puts aside his own grief and has compassion on them healing their sick. Now, I'm not Jesus and never can be, but I get a tiniest inkling of what that must be like because when ministering to others, sometimes it's all about the need that is there rather than your own situation. And I say this not as a complaint, just an observation. And in fact, it is or should be true not just of someone who happens to wear a collar or lead a congregation or work for the church, but for every Christian. Sometimes we're called to minister, to serve and help others, and yes, to sacrifice our own needs, or at least change our plans and priorities because of the great needs of others, because of our sense of compassion that we get ultimately from God. Yet too, we need not to neglect the basic needs, both of ourselves and others. And so Jesus points that out in this solitary place. There's no food. In Matthew, we don't hear of where the food has come from, just that the disciples have only these five loaves and two fish. And I think it's important that he didn't just look at the food and despise it as being so insufficient as to be ridiculous. Rather, he gave thanks to God for it. And if you do, like me, believe in the truth of this happening, it's still hard to imagine quite how it took place. Again, as Jamie renders it, Nobody could ever quite understand just exactly what happened next. Perhaps as Jesus broke it, it simply swelled, almost like dough rising, but on fast forward. Or that instantly more broken pieces appeared. But however it happened, all ate and were satisfied, with it only becoming clear at the end just how much was left over and that indication of how many there were. As another aside, we might note that after this, Jesus did indeed dismiss the crowd and took that time by himself that he had needed. So care for self was still important and was replanned into his schedule. The other theme in this is surely God's abundant grace. As a lived out, enacted parable, surely this paints a picture of God looking upon those in great need who have so little for themselves Yet in sending Jesus, God gives grace. 
Do you recall G-R-A-C-E? I've spoken of it before. God's riches at Christ's expense. And despite the large number of people gathered, there was still plenty left over. God's love and grace overflowed abundantly. God looks at you, at me, at this world, and has great compassion. He sees the great need. And we might think our resources, our time, our money, our volunteers, our ability to deal with challenging and sometimes contradictory guidelines are tiny at best or non-existent even. Yet, with Jesus in our midst, with a thankfulness to God for what we do have, I truly believe that we will see a multiplication of our resources, an ability to share the bread of life with many people, more perhaps even than may show up. How that looks, particularly in a coronavirus world, or when we are rightly also concerned with our own buildings and congregations as going concerns, well, maybe we too will have to review our priorities, look at what sacrifices and changes we may have to make in order to be able to better serve those in our communities and beyond. But I believe it can happen, and I trust in God's grace to enable us to do it. In Jesus' name, Amen. And we move into our prayers for others, and Maura Cairns is going to lead us in these. Let us pray. Dear God and loving Heavenly Father, we praise you for your great love for us, whether in the midst of confusion and struggle, or calm and content. Thank you that you are here, that you care for us, and that you want the best for us. Please help us to have a sense of your presence, to know your will for our lives, to hear the still, small voice and walk in its way. Thank you for your often miraculous provision, whether it comes supernaturally or through your people around us. Help us too to be the people who bring your love and blessings to others, as we are doing through our donations to the food bank. We bring you the concerns that there are in our own lives, our families, friends, loved ones, all for whom we may have concern. We particularly think of those who have been mentioned for prayer on our WhatsApp group, the friend of one of our number, S. We trust she has been allowed home and continues to improve. And the young girl, another S, who is now going home for palliative care. We ask for courage for her, help and strength for her immediate family and wider circle of family and friends. Most of us can't imagine what that situation is like, but we know that you know God and pray for you to support them all through this hardest of times. We pray for parents, pupils and teachers, now gearing up for a return to school full time, yet knowing that two weeks is a long time in these circumstances. Help them to enjoy their remaining time on holiday or out of school and be with those who will have anxieties and concerns about returning. We remember those who have been shielding and as the guidelines allow them to regain some freedom, we know some will still want to remain at home while others are out and about. 
grant them safety along with their feelings of relief. We pray on for those in leadership, and while we might have our own views and emotions about things that have and have not been done, we recognise the difficult tasks they have and ask for strength and protection and wisdom as they carry them out. We pray for your comforting presence to be felt among those who are mourning, whether the bereavement is recent or longer ago. And we continue to pray for hospital and health care and caring staff in all areas, visiting homes, conducting clinics, often in full and stifling PPE. We pray for our church, our local churches of Glenboig and Gatkosh, considering what reopening our buildings might look like and what we would have to do, and enable us to continue to offer worship and community through the phone and online, through individual and neighbourly support. And we pray on for Mark McKeown in advance of his induction on Thursday evening. Perhaps not many will be able to be physically present, but we trust that he will know your spirit with him and the prayers and good wishes of many tuning in online. Help us, O Lord, to trust your provision, to know your generosity and to share what we have with others. Lord, hear and answer all our prayers and concerns and give us your grace and peace. In Jesus' name, Amen. Our closing hymn is Oh, for a closer walk with God.
thanks, as always, to Tom for playing and to Morag for the prayer. May God, who is the ground of hope, fill you with all joy and peace as you lead the life of faith, until by the power of the Holy Spirit you overflow with hope. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you and those you love and those you're called to love today and always. Amen. We sing our blessing song, Go Now in Peace. <laughs>